1: This week on Happy, Sad, Confused, it's a Sundance special with Woody Harrelson, Jack Black, Elijah Wood, and Melanie Linsky all coming at you from the Sundance Film Festival. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz and yes, as I promised, I am uh, in lovely Park City, Utah as I record this introduction. Uh, a lot of snow, There's this is, this is legit snow here in Utah, uh, but it's not stopping me from seeing An insane amount of movies. I've been having a blast here uh, the last few days. Uh, I've probably checked out, like, I don't even know, (laughs) like three. Average about three movies a day, a couple interviews, and uh, trying to survive the snow. But um, that's what the Sundance Film Festival is all about. Uh, and we've got a, a bunch of cool interviews on this week's show uh, and more to come next week because we're getting so much cool content. So obviously, unfortunately, Sammy is not with me here. She'll be back on future episodes, of course. Um, and I'll keep this brief because there's a lot of content coming straight at you. Uh, as I said, a little bit later on, um, we've got some really cool conversations with uh, Elijah Wood and Mel Melanie Winsky, who have a really uh, cool new film coming on Netflix pretty soon, um, as well as uh, Jack Black in a film called The Polka King, a hilarious movie that I just saw the other night. Um, And first up is a newcomer to Happy, Sad, Confused, uh, and i was so thrilled to talk to him. This is uh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, Of course, Woody Harrelson, um, one of the most um, eclectic careers going in Hollywood. Uh, This guy just keeps turning out great films, great film after great film, and um, his new one, Wilson, is no exception. It is a new film from Fox Searchlight, uh, opening in March, and it debuted here at the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, a couple things to note about uh, Woody and the context of these interviews, I do want to mention that like, the audio is not going to be like the usual pristine, happy, sad, infused audio, because these are not recorded in our lovely studio in New York. Rather, for instance, this Woody Harrelson interview is literally in a restaurant, so you're going to hear a little ambient noise. The audio is still great, but just so you know, that's why you're going to hear like, stuff in the background. and. Um, Also, these are obviously kind of mini-episodes, these are mini-interviews. The good news is, I think uh, you know Woody and I had a blast uh, catching up, and uh, he seems game to do uh, one of our like full-on episodes uh, down the line. So look for that soon. Uh, as for this conversation, uh, a lot about Wilson, this um, this kind of strange, quirky character he plays. It's a it's a film based on the graphic novel uh, from Daniel Klaus, who uh, is most probably famous for Ghost World, that great film years back. Uh, and similarly, this is a film about. Um, uh, unique characters, and and this is uh this is like Woody really owns the screen in this uh, in this film opposite uh, Laura Dern um, as his ex-wife, and it's a, a really fun uh, piece of work. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and uh, of course I couldn't let Woody go without talking a bit about uh, Han Solo. Of course, he's going to be playing Han Solo's mentor in the future film uh, uh, to come, and uh, also a little bit about the War of the Planet of the Apes, in which he plays the villain in that. Uh, and also one last note, we talked a little bit at the outset about his uh, recent um, live London film experience that he just directed and starred in, uh, Crazy Endeavor, that uh, was his directing debut. Uh, so look, look, look for that uh, online if you want to check it out, just like Google, Woody Harrelson live London film, and you'll, you'll be able to check it out. Um, but anyway, that's all the preamble for now. I'm going to toss to this interview, and I'll see you on the other side and talk about uh, the other cool guests on this week's Happy, Sad, Confused. Uh, and without further ado, here is me and Woody in a in a restaurant in Park City, Utah. Hope you guys enjoy. I'm joined by Woody Harrelson chewing. This is what Sundance is all about because we do interviews in bizarre places.
2: This is happening
1: live. Not live. You're being podcasted. Have you have you podcasted before, Woody? I haven't. This is Woody Harrelson's podcast debut. This is historic. Yep. <laughs> Uh, congratulations on the film, man. It's a uh, it's a great piece of work. Congrats. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, talk to me a little bit about. It seems like you're the busiest guy in showbiz right now. You're doing. You just did your uh, your live event over in London. You got the Star Wars news is burning up the internet, and you're and you're premiering this. Uh, are you maintaining your your famous Woody Harrelson chill throughout all of this? You stressed?
2: Um, no, I have definitely.
1: I mean, I got really
2: stressed while I was shooting Lost in London, or you know. Yeah. It it we shot it on uh, Thursday morning. Well, really, I guess it was Friday morning. Yeah. And, uh, and it live streamed here on Thursday.
1: Anytime you're doing something for the first time, it's like, I mean, no one had even done something like that. Yeah, before.
2: that was the first time, and it was really, um, it was intense. You know, for people who don't know what it was, it was a thing where it was a, a, a script I wrote that we shot And I directed it, shot it in 99 minutes in, you know, 14 locations with 30 actors throughout the the London, you know, London on streets and cabs, all kinds of stuff, and live streamed it simultaneously into cinemas in the States, into over 500 cinemas. So it was a... (laughs) An audacious endeavor. I was going to say, uh,
1: you're not making it easy on yourself as a first-time filmmaker. Usually you yeah. start small with something, like, I don't know, that have, has been done for 100 years, and you're reinventing the form the first time out. <laughs> Woody, why are you hurting yourself? <laughs> I'll never do that again. <laughs> the stress level was off
2: the charts. Yeah. You know, I couldn't... I, I haven't had a... I still don't have a full night's sleep. I still wake up thinking about it. I dreamed last night. I was... <laughs> Trying to, in, in the, I was trying to do the live stream, oh no. and something wasn't working, and the, you know, and it just, it, it's,
1: it gets I know dark. eventually it'll, it'll right. stop. But <laughs> well, man. well maybe, this a a pa- maybe this is a good, maybe this is a good palate cleanser to be at Sundance with something like this that yeah. uh, was so well received. Honestly, this is like, yeah. you know, you've played some great characters in your career, and I feel like this automatically gets to that's this is top three or five of oh, my favorite performances of thank yours. You. It's pretty great.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love the character. I love the um, the movie. I thought Craig, you know, Craig Johnson, who directed it, is like a, you know, I saw Skeleton Twins, and I thought he was like a truly great. Yeah. You know. That, a, that balance between comedy and, and drama. Then, you and know. And then, but this one, I just hoped would be, you know. Almost as good and I think it's just phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Someone I don't know if it was you or Craig last night, I was at the premiere described Wilson as like a gregarious curmudgeon, which is kind of an interesting yeah, I was uh, saying that, and right. I think I think an apt description. Um and, and it could clearly like, you know, the best roles is a stretch for you because you're you're clearly gregarious. I don't think of you as a curmudgeon necessarily. Yeah, that's true. I'm not right? really a curmudgeon. Um one of the, the, the odd quirks of him is a uh, is uh, sidling up to somebody like, you know, on a train when they're 80 other seats available, he's that guy that sits next to you and strikes up a conversation. Right. Um, <laughs> on the reverse, are you? The, how many conversations have you had at, at urinals in your time where someone just sidles up next to you and decides this is the best opportunity to be friends with Woody Harrelson?
2: Yeah, that has happened a good bit. That's why I usually try to go in stalls. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's something I learned early on. If it's possible, get in the stall. <laughs> um,
1: it's, it's one of the things that
2: I guess... Uh, Look, if there are some problems with
1: celebrity, that's not a big one, but it's a small thing. Well, not a
2: big one, no. It's not that big a problem, but I, I do. Uh, that is one particular area. Even though uh, Wilson will well, do well, that, he would. I um, Yeah, I'm not into that so much. <laughs> I, I like to focus while I'm in there. Uh,
1: <laughs> the job at hand. I don't need to be having <laughs> you don't, That's not time for multitasking in yeah. the bathroom. No, focus on one thing at a time. Yeah,
2: I can't talk and pee
1: for sure. <laughs> he also it has like seemingly no filter. Like whatever comes into his brain, he doesn't have that that social switch that we all have where we're like, this might not be the best time to say this. Which is, has to be freeing for you as to play a character like that. It's like all id, all whatever. It's mm-hmm. Unique, right?
2: Yeah, I noticed uh, while I was doing it that I really started doing that more, uh, you know, just like saying outrageous stuff Yeah, because it passed through my brain, um, which I do that anyway. I do that <laughs> uh, a good bit, but I, at least I do have some censorship. But it, yeah. So for my censorship level to be kind of diminished because of the, you know, perf- playing Wilson... Um, Maybe a good byproduct? It was, it or was dangerous for me, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man was it it was a fun experience yeah. i love where we made it we made it in minnesota and it was just the best time uh, yeah. summertime in minnesota with
1: all these amazing people war dern's amazing and it i heard you guys yeah. have a have a past uh, uh play years back cool yeah we to see did her a and play together in this
2: that long... jim brooks directed and oh, yeah this. i just i love that lady a lot so and man what a performance yeah Oof.
1: truly it's a great ensemble, man. And as someone was saying last night, it's like a little episodic in a good way where like everybody kind of gets a chance. Margot Martindale like suddenly has like a great scene, like all these cool actors yeah. that just pop in. Um, so I-, I have to ask you, I know you like, you-, you already got yourself into trouble maybe talking Star Wars yesterday. The internet was like, oh my God, Woody Harrelson has, has confirmed something. I'm not going to go there. But I'm just curious, like, were you a big Star Wars fan? This is so exciting for me just to know that I'm a fan of yours and Star Wars and to see those two combined. is so cool. I like it, but I'm not like you know a rabid
2: fan. Like I mean, this is obviously a, it's a franchise that has major, major fans. Yeah. So I I couldn't equate myself on that level,
1: but I'm I like it and I'm glad to be a part of it. Did uh like if I asked you like what the Kessel Run is, do you know what I'm talking about?
2: The Kessel Run. <laughs>
1: I think that's a no. It's not. It's okay. You got the part. Not gonna, they're not going to kick you out. I'm just curious. <laughs> it might come up in the script. I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll see. <laughs> did it? <Sounds> for me. <laughs> did it take much convincing? From I mean, I love Phil Lord and Chris Miller are just awesome guys. So enthusiastic and so those, bright. Those guys were
2: a big part of because I think they're really talented. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to work with them. And yeah, yeah. They were. People in my life, because I was feeling like, I mean, I'd just been kind of on the go quite a bit, and yeah. I was really looking forward to just being home, so wouldn't planning on another six-month shoot. Yeah, and know, then another London, three months of press, and London. this is a big one, yeah. So, I uh, as much as I've enjoyed London, I was really wanting to get home to Maui, which I really <laughs> enjoy, and uh, so, uh, it, it did take some prodding from some of the people who, yeah. whose advice I really, you know, I really revere, so, but in the end, I thought, well,
1: this could be fun. Yeah, I hope it yeah. is, I'm sure it will be. You didn't convince them to I shoot? Think,
2: I think those guys, Chris and Phil, have the potential to make the best one yet. Yeah, I really do think They're so. really
1: unique. I mean, if, if anyone can make like a great film out of a 21 Jump Street movie and the Lego yeah, movie, I mean, yeah. it's like, and it's, true. it's pretty cool. You didn't convince them to shoot part of it in Maui then. You, did you try to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Han that Solo is raised on a beautiful <laughs> beach. <laughs> 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 I'm also really excited. Uh, I saw a bunch of footage from the uh, the new Apes movie and th- that for my money is like Matt Reeves is a genius. I thought Dawn was really amazing. Is Let is Me brilliant. In was like an amazing movie. Um, and he's he w- he's truly gifted, that guy. You look like you're like a full-on Colonel Kurtz mode. You look like you're hardcore.
2: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, I didn't want to, you know. You know, I didn't want to be too much. I mean, that is kind
1: of the, the, the type of character, for right. sure. It's the shadow that that character has to live in, but I'm sure you're making it your own. And from what I gather, it's the kind of character that maybe we won't empathize with, but you'll see his side of the the argument, perhaps. You'll see where he's coming from. I hope so. Yeah, good stuff. So um, <laughs> you've been to Sundance before, I'm sure, over the years, right? You What's were that? Sundance. You were saying before we sat down, this is one of your favorites. You like this festival? Oh, I love it. I think I've been here at least, you know, half a dozen times. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the, what's the Woody Harrelson secret to surviving Sundance, doing Sundance the right way? Well, I
2: usually stay over in uh, canyons and just, you know, so I'm a little out of the beaten path. Right. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like, I don't want to
1: stay in the thick of it. Yeah, you need a break from the, the madness. Otherwise, you can really do some damage. And maybe sing a little and, bit know, with a Grateful Dead me- member from time to time? Yeah. <laughs> you did that last night, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. With three members of the Grateful Dead. Amazing. That was, uh,
2: yeah, they're, they're they're good friends. I've known those guys since I don't know, like 1990 or something. So, <clears throat> me and Bobby went to Thailand together. I've, i've spent a good deal of time with those guys and but they've never asked me to come up and then bobby yesterday i said oh, i'm gonna come see you he says why don't you get up and do heartbreak hotel I'm like, Well, all right. <laughs>
1: you're one of those guys that like can't have a bucket list anymore because you're living this insane <laughs> yeah. life like the people you've befriended it does feel that way. right yeah. <laughs> have you just given up and like see where the life takes you don't, don't make, you know, don't make lists for yourself. Just see where it takes you.
2: Yeah, I don't need to make the lists. I mean,
1: life just keeps surprising me with yeah. great stuff. I feel so blessed. Good stuff, man. Um, well, I'm really happy to catch up with you. Usually, so this is your podcast debut. Usually the podcast is a heart-to-heart, like 45-minute thing. Next oh. time in New York, you're in New York, let's catch up. Let's have a real... Let's, I want to make each other cry over 45 well, you're, minutes. you're
2: a very good interviewer, man. I love interviewing with you. Thanks, buddy. We we've, we've probably at least three times done it's it. It's been a while. Man. I mean, I've
1: been at MTV for 10 years, so you haven't yeah, been able to avoid uh, me.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> stalking you slowly but so, surely. Uh,
1: I would love to.
2: Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Let when you're in town, in for that. Wilson,
1: maybe. I'll catch up with you. Okay. Good to see you, buddy. Cool. Yeah, hey, please, man. Really appreciate it. This is Happy Sack Confused. We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, it's Josh here again. I want to take a second to tell you guys about another podcast from MTV that I truly love called North Mollywood. It's hosted by Alex Papadimus and Molly Lambert, and it's a really weird and hilarious look at TV and movies and a bunch of other bizarre stuff like mythical undersea creatures, obviously. Alex and Molly are both super smart and hilarious, and they get amazing guests in the studio like Andrew T from Yo's This Racist and Jonathan Gold, who's probably the most famous food critic in America. So, seriously, guys, if you love happy, sad, confused Take a minute to go check out North Mollywood. You can find it right beside all of MTV's podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Check it out. That was the one and only Woody Harrelson. Once again, Wilson, his great new film uh, opens on March 24th of this year, so you got a little time, but now you're in the know about this cool new flick. Uh, moving on, uh, this is another one of our great actors, another guy that's known for uh, a really eclectic career uh, and a returning guest, a happy second confused. Of course, I'm talking about Jack Black, um, who is always a blast to talk to. Uh, his new film that just debuted at Sundance, where I'm at, is called The Polka King. It's a a, it's based on a true story. Uh, there's a documentary it's based on that I need to check out now because the story is just too bizarre. Uh, long story short, it's about a uh, a guy who kind of ran a Ponzi scheme and uh, was also kind of like this crazy polka character. <laughs> um, and so it's it's a film that that's filled with a lot of music, as you would expect from a Jack Black film, a lot of kind of like um big performances. Jason Schwartzman's great in it. Uh, he's got two films at Sundance himself. Um, and uh, I just had a blast. It was probably the, the one of my two favorite comedies I saw at Sundance, at least thus far. I'm still seeing films here. Um, so, yeah, this interview is as funny as as the movie. Of course, uh, Jack and I talk uh, a bunch about, actually, this is the second interview today on Happy Second Fuse where we talk a lot about Star Wars um, for some bizarre reason. Star Wars came up a lot. So, <laughs> get uh, 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 ready for Jack Black take on Rogue One and the Star Wars universe, as well as Green Lantern. Yes, uh, way back when uh, Jack was going to star in a Green Lantern film. So uh, we talk, we reminisce a little bit about that. Uh, and of course, uh, just what it's like to be at Sundance and be Jack Black and his great uh, performance in the Poka King. So all of that coming at you right now uh, with one of my favorite guys, uh, Mr. Jack Black. Enjoy.
3: The Jeep Wrangler 4xe, it's electrified. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie, woogie, woogie through a desert, where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie, woogie, woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie, woogie, woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti venom, and boogie, woogie, woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Oh look, it's Mr.
1: Jack Black. Hi. It wouldn't be a Sundance without the man, the myth, the legend, JB, Jackie Blackie. What else do we call you? Um, Jables. Okay, we can do that. Jablinski. I have no nicknames. Jablinsk. I would kill for just one cool nickname. I got nothing, ma'am. You got something for me?
0: Horror wits. No, uh,
1: no, that's, that, you're bringing me back to high school. Oh, a, lot sorry. Of, a lot of no, mocking. No, that,
0: that was not as, yeah. You that's got not it. worthy of your talents. The nicknames really got to come from love yeah. if you want if to
1: keep it. Yeah, there's no love in my life, hence no nicknames. Uh, it's good to see you, my friend, though. Josh A. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> like Jack A? little like Josh A? josh a ding dong <laughs> <laughs> um, The Poka King was a nice break for me, I, I'll be honest. Thank you. Because not only is it a great film in its own re- merits, but uh, as you well know, Sundance, uh, the percentage of drama and crying and touchy-feely people strolling the streets of New York thinking about their, their existence, there's a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of existential yeah. angst. And I have enough of that in my life. I hear you. So, so the Poker King, uh, you're going to
0: laugh. There is, yeah. I mean, there
1: is drama. There is, it's a great story, yeah. a great
0: true story. Um, no, but out of the gate, we got some good, there's some good yucks. Yeah. Yeah. So this has to check
1: all the boxes for you. It's got, it's got music. It's yeah. got uh, a, a, uh, a charming man, but yeah. also a deluded man. Oh, yeah. uh, you tell me. What's, what's the selling point? What is it?
0: I mean, it's got all my favorite things. It's got this, this uh, guy singing these songs, and he's singing them so passionately. I mean, he's on fire out there just like in the documentary. This is how I was introduced to the character and the material. Before there was a script, there was this doc that I saw, the man who would be Polka King. (laughs) And uh, I saw like 10 minutes of this thing, and I was like, oh crap, I gotta play this guy. (laughs) This is the mother load, this is it. Yeah. And uh, the accent, you know how I love a good juicy (laughs) accent. You know what it is about an accent? Mm. It takes you further away from yourself. Right. And it's something you can kind of hide behind. Yeah. And once you're inside of an accent, yeah. it frees you up to be... Uh, a little crazy, crazier than normal. little Just a little more chances. relaxed and yeah. real. Because you're not worried about people judging you because right. you're not you. You don't worry about judgment. Well, of course I do. Hey, that. listen, you... everybody worries about being judged. Um, being vulnerable. If you're really just yeah. being yourself in a, in a character, then you're a little more vulnerable and you're a little more inhibited. Right. Is my experience, you know. I first had a little taste of it with Nacho Libre. I got sure. to get in that in that uh, Hispanic accent, and it was like a blast. <laughs> I loved it. And then a, little bit, a little bit of it in this little India, did Bernie. Totally. Little, uh, great. Great movie.
1: No. Uh, is there is there an accent you can't handle that's out of your wheelhouse? What's your favorite? What's your go-to accent? What's your what's your nightmare what's accent? Hard, what's the hardest accent? Um. Oh, yeah. You know what you're you're known as the Daniel Day you Lewis know, of accents. I, I don't Everybody knows you do you naturally
0: have like. any accents? No. They don't uh, none of them come naturally. I, I right. really have to go into the into the study workshop yeah. and, and work them up. I'd like actually, to imagine that you actually have a workshop have that you a, go into. I have a rad lady actually. Yeah? This is a secret. Accent guru. to I the I do stars. have an accent guru to the stars. <laughs> um, nice. Well it works. Her name is Elizabeth Himmelstein. Right. What, the does she have an about, accent? No, oh, but she's point, got right? a very groovy way about her. Okay. she's a fun hang. <laughs> but um, the thing about Elizabeth, you 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 get you get in there to work on the accent, but by the time you're out of there, you realize you really have been working on the on the character, the whole thing. The right. Act, the act. She really helps. She's a real good acting coach, turns nice. out. You know.
1: Do you do you have newfound respect, or do you always have respect for the polka? The polka, which I, I...
0: I never really considered polka. Yeah. I never. I didn't have any of it. On my iTunes <laughs> library. Really?
1: You don't have like 500 mm-hmm. polka?
0: Do you, do you have so? any? No. <laughs> no. I mean, you know what you know because of the stereotypical oom um, pa Yes. But, yeah. Um, uh, I was thinking yeah. because it
1: gets the Grammy category, and you're always like, right. wow, they go deep. They go re- like, they
0: everybody don't do, gets something. They don't do that category anymore. Really? There's Is that no true? more polka category. Oh, but, um, no. yeah, he got nominated one for one. Um, as as a Grammy winner yourself, do you feel that it's denigrated that it lowered the standard for your own Grammy by having a polka category or do you want to see it come back? Um, you you got to earn that category. I don't think it, I don't think it deserves a category right now. In the way that <laughs> let's be honest, heavy metal doesn't really deserve a category anymore. Right. What's the new metal? What are the what? It's a short There's list. There's only like seven <laughs> bands, right? <laughs> yeah, somehow the Grammys get away with doing like two thirds they... of them are going to get a nomination. Right. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah, Let's if you're starting this if you're rest. starting
1: a band right now, teenagers, go for the hard rock because you can heavy tell metal. Tell when it's
0: like. Wait a second, <laughs> Jethro, tell winning the the metal <laughs> Grammy that means the... Metal's right? <laughs> done, right? Come on, right. He's, first of all, he's not metal. <laughs> There's just no young, vibrant we don't, scene maybe we there, just don't really. Know. But my secret, Modus Operandi, mm-hmm. uh, is that yeah. we bring polka back. Yes. It's time, uh, Timberlake. Let him bring sexy back. I'm bringing polka back. I feel it's that's no, a it's real, in the that's water. A more of a challenge. Of course, sexy's coming back with or without you, Limber Snake. But imagine but polka,
1: imagine the power yeah, you have if you are able to do that. <laughs> exactly, this man could do anything. He could bring Trump down. We don't know this. You could this movie could save the world. I mean, yeah, let's not overstate it, but it could change the Course of human existence,
0: there's a real positive energy that flows from the uh, wellspring of polka music <laughs> that I think people will respond to. It's a dark time, people people thirst for positive music. Yes. You know, there's like uh, that's why uh, Happy, who's Happy Happy? Oh, was, um, the guy Perrette, with the hat, yeah, Pharrell yeah, yeah, Williams. yeah. It was a huge hit, it was a monster by the, hit. By the way, I'm gonna get fired from MTV like, for calling him the guy with the hat because people were like, Yes. <laughs> We love your hat. We love the <laughs> happiness that you bring us. And that's what polka can bring, too. You know that feeling you had when you heard that song? Absolutely. When you saw that hat? <laughs> we'll get ready for a lot of, of that. Are you ready to throw
1: your name back in the hopper for a Green Lantern that now that they're casting again? We've talked about this in the past. You're, you're sadly never-to-be-seen Green Lantern film. Well, they're looking for a Green Lantern, Jack. Look, I
0: never threw my hat in, okay? I don't want it to sound like I was begging them to let me be the lantern.
1: I'm just <laughs> Maybe saying, that is
0: how it went down. You know what? You did your time. You did the research. You know the character. I. Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. No. It's not really. It's not <laughs> like, really something yeah, I wake no. up every morning thinking. No. God, if only that would Yeah. Have the Marvel or DC It would have food? been fun back in yes, the day when like I read Michael. Right. It was Michael. Yeah, yeah. Wrote a really funny script, and I was like. I'll do that. It's one of those problems for me. Pass. That's like And you know what, let's be honest. They probably made the right decision. <laughs> that was a golden turkey if ever I smelled one. Have the Marvel or DC folks ever come calling? Have you met with them about a role? <laughs> yeah, they're dying to find I'm the right serious. superhero for me. It's like they, we haven't found it yet.
1: You could also be the bad guy. You could be there are a lot of roles.
0: That's true. No. Not Star Wars. Could you see yourself in a Star Wars movie? Um, Would you buy yourself in a Star Wars movie? No, that's <laughs> not a thing that they need. Unless they're thinking we need a new like Jar Jar Binks type of yeah, character. Yeah. You know, I do a great Jar Jar impression. Let me hear it. Uh, Jar Jar, oh Jock. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I just lost my five listeners. Thanks I mean, maybe
0: they're they're you know if they're looking for a franchise killing character, yeah, that's where I could step in. <laughs>
1: Maybe after like another ten years of like billion dollars, they're like tired <laughs> of all the money, and they bring you
0: in as I don't know what alien. But while we're on the subject, yes, please. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. That last one. What was it called?
1: Force Awakens or or no Rogue, no. Uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. What's your review? Go for it. Uh, best one.
0: It was really good. I don't know if that's one, but it was top tier for me. Okay, you're right. It's not the best if you compare it to how you felt when you first saw Star Wars. I don't know. Empire it's Strikes Back is still... And Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Both of those are better. But, yes. But other than those two... Yeah, I would put it up there. It's number three. It's amazing. not up there. It is absolutely <laughs> number three. Which one did you see that you were like, ugh. Well, I have controversial... This, I don't
1: even want to go here, but... I kind of like some of the prequels a little bit. <laughs> well, yes.
0: The answer is yes. Yes. Because number four in my book? Yeah. Phantom Menace? What? Is number three. Oh, Revenge of the Sith. Is that what it was? Is that what you're talking? You're talking prequels I'm or you're talking, talking about, Jedi? I'm talking about one, the one where Darth Vader was born when he first got put yeah. in the... Re- Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. He... That's the Because it gets
1: dark. You get to see him kill children. That's all you ever want out of Darth Vader. I just
0: like seeing, seeing him go toe-to-toe with, with Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan on the lava flow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't think this was we were going to go here. I apologize.
0: So when I tell people to watch Star Wars, yeah. Then, yeah, what's your order? You start with that one. The Sith. Okay. You start with Episode 3. <laughs> yes. Then you go Rogue One. Okay. <laughs> you could have confused a lot of people. Then you go Star Wars right. Episode 4 and 5. Did you did Empire you, Strikes Back. And that's it. Did you don't s- need to see any other the Did Star you start Wars.
1: your children with the prequels or the original? The originals. Or have
0: your children not seen... Um, my children were not really interested in Star Wars, what? but I took them to Rogue One, and they were nice. they were down. They were into it. What's the okay? So going back to where we are, this crazy. You know The thing about the Rogue One, it, yeah, it really is like a war. It's a fucking war movie. They, spoiler in, in a way spoiler, that none of they the they all others. die at the. End. Dude, I can't believe you did that. That's the ultimate spoiler. Yeah, that's well, the definition of a spoiler. Well, but I, yeah, <laughs> my jaw was fucking on the floor. I was like, did they really kill? Yeah, Like, after two or three of them, you're like, are you going to kill the next one, too? Really? And it was so awesome.
1: (laughs) I loved it. Um, the secret to experiencing Sundance in the right way. As you sit in front of me, you got the shades, you got the down jacket, that's clearly part of it. Uh, You you, you yawn when you get tired, you you hydrate. What do you do? What does Jack Black do to
0: have the amazing Sundance experience? the amazing sunnies, but it all comes down to your boots. You need some oh, really good. Yeah. I got some kick-ass Sorrells. Nice. I hate to do a commercial for Sorrells. I'm wearing them too. They've like given me nothing. <laughs> but uh, I like to get some good, uh, good warmth, but not too hot. A lot of people make the too hot mistake. Right. Uh, you the don't triple layer. You're triple layer no, 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 socks. Any, gonna, you'll be by fine. The way, I don't need no fucking layers. No, I have layers one pair is of socks overrated. On. Yeah. You put on your fucking comfy <laughs> clothes. And some buttes, because you're gonna. It gets slippery out there. It does. You will break your coccyx <laughs> if you wear fucking Adidas. <laughs> you put on your Sorels, your regular clothes, right? And then put a fucking coat on and a hat. Done. But do you prefer this climate? Sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not doing that, but I'm gonna learn from the best going forward. You Stay
1: hydrated. Always. Got it. Even
0: if you're not thirsty, you drink the water.
1: <laughs> um, you prefer this climate over the Jumanji shoot? That seemed like a fun one.
0: I enjoyed I enjoyed Hawaii, pretty good.
1: Uh, or did you train in the Iron Paradise with with Dwayne? Did you experience?
0: Dwayne did not invite me into the Iron Sphere of exercise routine. I did pick his brain though. Yeah. I did like his routine. He he's got it figured out. I you mean, think? He, yeah yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Yeah obviously. <laughs> but um, I check out see what he was snacking on. It was just like chicken breast? What's he doing? Well, he's, he's just fucking... No. Yeah, he gets, takes it to another level. First of all, white rice. You'd think it would be brown rice. Oh, because No, no. Oh, my I've God. been doing it wrong. Switch over to white, because okay. that's the way The Rock does it. And then what kind of meat?
3: Bison. Buffalo, bro. Oh.
0: Bison. Yes. Bison with a little bit of like... A, looks like a little gravy sauce. <laughs> does he... How
1: many does he get, get to have a Cinnabon every once like in a, a while? delicious. He,
0: zero Cinnabons. See, I can't do it. That's where. <laughs> you and I were just not going to do that. That's what separates the rocks from the Horowitzes.
1: Um, did he try to convince you to get on social media? He's the king of social
0: media. Uh, yeah, he did not try to do that, but I did feel very competitive with him. You
1: got Kevin there too, and who's I, also yeah, like. Yeah, they, they
0: had me coming from both sides, just kicking my ass. <laughs> and I was like, fuck this. I will beat you at your own game, and I, I step my game up considerably. Right. Uh, you might want to check out my uh, Instagram.
1: That's not true. You don't have an Instagram. My
0: Instagram is fucking on you, fire what, right what, you now. you do?
1: Okay. Next stop, Snapchat and Twitter. Uh. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a I'm lot. I'm not tweeting.
0: Okay. That seems like a, a lot of pressure to do something every day. Yeah. To be I interesting I don't at need all times. That. Yeah. yeah.
1: What can we expect out of Jumanji? I'm excited about
0: this one. Does it feel? Sequelish rebootish is um, not sequelish. It really is. I mean, it's classic reboot, you know. But it's it's uh, it's the same universe in that we make reference to uh, Robin Williams' character. Yeah, you know his name. It (laughs) goes without saying that character's name. (laughs) Alan. Alan. Of course, it's Alan. Anyway, moving on.
1: Alan Parrish. Of course, it's nobody. Alan nobody. We off, all know off mic this. Just whispered that to me. I'd remember <laughs> that. <laughs> we have a lot going on between the two of us. Come on. But um, it's altitude sickness. But it's going to be rebootish. But it, reboot-ish. The,
0: the, here's the main difference. Yeah. And uh, you can look forward to where Jumanji the original takes place in the real world, and you see the game creeping out of the edges yeah. of the book. I mean, of the game, yeah, box, yep. thing. <laughs> 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 and you know that Robin Williams, killer, Alan, Alan Paris, <laughs> gets sucked into the game, and he's like in there for forty years or something, twenty years, right? Whatever big they beard. said, big beard, the yeah. Yeah. know. But you never get to see what his experiences was All like went down. in the jungle yeah. of Jumanji. Well, this whole movie takes place in the jungles yeah. of Jumanji. I'm sorry, and it's, and it's, it's very exciting in a way that I don't think they could have pulled off, right back in the the days of the original. So I think people will be stoked. Um, And also, the conceit that uh, it's actually these kids, these high school kids. So it starts off kind of like the breakfast club. Right. Where (laughs) these kids are all thrown together in detention for different reasons and they they are not friends. They don't fit together. Right. But then, uh, from the catacombs of the uh, attic at the school... They find this uh, old dusty game, Jumanji, <laughs> and they get sucked in to the jungles of Jumanji, and their avatars are us. Are, are yeah amazing. It's, it's very clever. It's a well it was a well crafted script. I'm excited I, to. I, about- I was stoked to to uh, inhabit the the character of a. 16 year old girl? I think that's a <laughs> that right play. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. It's pretty rad.
1: Well, if nothing else, I'm excited to catch up with that group. You yeah. and Dwayne and, and, and Kevin and Karen are all awesome. Yeah, so, so uh, good. Uh, looking forward to that one, man. As always, great to catch up. Great to catch what's, up. Wait, what's my new nickname again? You're Josh Lasha Ding Dong. Okay, this is Joshalasha Lasha Ding Dong signing off with Jack Black from Sundance. Uh, good to see you, buddy. Take care. There's more Happy, Sad, Confused coming up after this break. That was the great Jack Black. The film is The Poker King. You can't see it yet, sadly. It just premiered here at Sundance. uh, But as I record this intro, I don't think it's sold yet, but I guarantee it will sell and it will be available to see hopefully very soon because it's – as I said, it's one of my favorites I've seen at the festival thus far. Uh, As is the next film we're going to talk about. So the last interview on this uh, week's uh, edition of Happy Sad Confused uh, is surprisingly – two people I've never had on the show. Um, that's kind of bizarre because I love them both so much and have talked to them a bunch over the years, just not for the podcast. Um, Elijah Wood uh, and Melanie Linsky uh, are both kind of Sundance staples, regulars. They're always there with cool products um, and, uh, and this, this new film is, is was an, actually an opening night film, and uh, I loved it. It's directed by this guy named Macon Blair, who you may know from uh, Jeremy Solniers' films like Blue Rune and Green Room. And now he's directing a film all on his own. And it's very much in that vein, um, maybe a little bit more comedic than Jeremy Solniers' films. It's really dark. Twisted a lot of violence, um, but very funny, uh, really like black comedy, really good stuff. Um, and it's called, uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Yeah, a long title, but worth remembering. uh, It comes out uh, on Netflix, um, February 24th, um, and it's great. Melanie Linsky basically stars in it as a woman that's just kind of fed up with the world and how just rude everybody is. Uh, It starts out with this great montage of just her being, like, annoyed by, like, all the small things, all the small rude things that everybody in this world does. Uh, I think very relatable in 2017, and she kind of teams up with Elijah Wood, who – I can guarantee He plays a role You've never seen him Do before He's got a weird Rat tail For a hairstyle He throws ninja stars uh, (laughs) And they kind of Team up To kind of get Some righteous Revenge Right some wrongs um, and as I said, super entertaining. So, uh, this is a conversation with the two of them, uh, in Park City, Utah. Um, as I say in the, in the conversation to come, uh, these guys will hopefully come back for a longer chat. Each of them deserves an episode all on their own. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this uh, chat with two of my favorite actors, uh, Melanie Linsky, the great Melanie Linsky, who we finally did a happy set confused photo for. She wanted it and it's on there. It's on the Instagram. It's on the Twitter. Check it out. Immortalized forever. Uh, and uh, Elijah Wood. Uh, enjoy this. And uh, we'll see you guys with another Sundance special next week on Happy Second Confused. First of all, neither of you have been on my podcast yet. And this is absurd no. because – One of these days we need to do this because we're doing kind of like mini episodes for Sundance. So this is just a a amuse-bouche before you both come back (laughs) in New York when you have some time and then we'll get the true heart to heart. The invitation stands for both of you. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. That being said... I didn't
4: realize you had a podcast. So insulting, so hurtful. Is it? (laughs) No, it's all good. It's all good, buddy. Is it it your... What's the name of the podcast? It's called Happy
1: Sad Confused.
4: You know the photos I do with you, right? Mm -hmm. So Um, so you've you've really created something. i branched out. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) It's my own little Mark Marin
1: nerdist kind of
4: thing in the jiggy. And as a result, do you end up having conversations, given that it's called Happy Sad Confused, is it more than just people sort of promoting their thing and you get into sort of a discourse that... I don't, Delves into. I mean, you know me well enough by now to no, no, there's no human emotion in this
1: body, as uh, so you should know by now. Um, no, you know me. I'm, I'm I'm a obviously. I come from a geeky standpoint, and I just want to like nerd out, basically. So yeah. it's some, somewhere in between. I feel like um, Marin's kind of touchy feely, where he can like make you break down and cry. You both have done mm-hmm. Marin I think, mm-hmm. right? She's one of my
4: favorite. Yeah, you were a great episode. Yeah, yeah.
3: It was intense. Very, but it was like a therapy yeah. session for both of you. I know, we really uh, connected.
4: Well, luckily, we only crazy. have like 10,
1: 15 minutes, so we can't possibly connect in that deep way right no, now.
3: No, <laughs> no, I talked to him for like two and a half hours.
1: Was it really? Yeah. Wow. Amazing! Yeah. So, um, congrats on the film, guys. You saw on, on social media. I really, really dug it. Oh, dude! Yeah. Thanks. Um, Thank dir- you
3: for being so nice about it. Of course,
1: of course. Um, directing debut of uh, Macon Blair, mm-hmm. uh, who people might know from Jeremy uh, Solnay's great films. Um, talk to me a little bit about how you guys got involved. What's the selling point? What's the big thing about this one?
3: <laughs> I got involved. I was a huge fan of Macon's. Um, Pretty traditionally, I got the script. I read it. I loved it. I had a Skype meeting with him. I crossed my fingers and prayed <laughs> that it would work out, and miraculously, it did. I think they offered it to so many people before me because they were just right? They were just trying to get financing. Yeah. So you know, people were like, "You need a name. You need this person, that person." So I think they went in a lot of different directions, and then a year ago, Megan had a meeting with Netflix and. He was, I think at that point, he was a little burnt out. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, this is how I want to do it. Yeah. Here are my dream actors, and Netflix is awesome. And they were like, great.
1: You, you, you <laughs> both have some, some really fun uh, material to chew on in this one. I mean, um, <laughs> I, to say the least. I mean, Elijah, just like from the look of your character from the get-go, we know we're in for someone a little unique, a little in- interesting. Yeah. Whose idea was the, what, kind of the rat tail in the, in the back? That was making
4: Nice. Very early on, it was an idea. He's like, I think he has a rat tail. Um, yeah, he had a lot of specific... It was my first rat tail. It's a he rite had a lot passage. of What's that? It's a rite of passage. kind of yeah. I really loved it a lot. <laughs> it kind of, you know, it's those things that make you sort of feel even more like someone right. that you're not, which is great. Right. Tony kind of came alive with those elements.
1: And then the ninja star. Also, mm-hmm. probably your first time on screen throwing one of those. First
4: time. <laughs> That was, a, that was kind of a childhood dream come true because I used to love, I was obsessed with ninjas when I was a kid. Awesome. And I'd get like, you know, fake throwing stars and stuff. So right. I got to live out that <laughs> fantasy.
1: It was awesome. So, I mean, Melanie, you talk about like, you know, having them gone down different paths. Like, so what's, I mean, I can see what's appealing about this character and what's appealing about this story mm-hmm. in, in a, you know, in a, in a shorthand. I feel like it had kind of that, it has that kind of extreme violence and absurdity to it at times, it has a kind of a, a Cohen brothers kind of a vibe to me. Um, did this feel like new material for you in terms of this character? Or? Yeah,
3: it really. It felt very new for me. It felt. It just felt like a new type of character. I hadn't seen anyone like her before, and I loved that she was like out for vengeance, but for such a great reason. <laughs> I just. I loved everything about it. I loved that she just wants people to stop being assholes, and just. I. I we all can relate the, to that. Yeah, and there was something just so beautiful to me that. The kind of awkwardness and, you know, the way she goes about it mm. is so kind of clumsy and beautiful, and right. it, I just really, it, I loved it so much.
1: I love, the, I mean, it kind of the the opening kind of montage, which sets up the kind of that kind of premise that like, yeah. I feel like we all feel at various times, if not every day, which is why the fuck is everybody around me like a jerk, an asshole? Yeah. Why can't people just act like human beings? Yeah. Why does it have to be so difficult? can't we just get along and just be human beings to each other?
3: Yeah, I'm still astonished when I hold a door open for a stranger and they just walk on through. Me too. I'm still like, wow.
4: Every time someone lets me in in traffic, I always put my hand up for thanks. Yeah, right. me too. I, yeah, it's a, it's a serious lack of awareness that people have yeah. of other people. It's a selfishness and it's just inconsiderate. I, mm. Like I can't, that's the stuff like when people ask about pet peeves or things that make you angry, it, it all is under the same umbrella. Yeah. Lack of consideration for others, like f- it's the worst. In that way, sadly, it feels like a very timely film.
1: When I mean, in that I feel like our, uh, the world we're living in and the political realm, et cetera, like it's, it's embracing these kind of baser values, these yeah. more selfish kind of values. Um, so when's the last time you you guys b- both don't strike me as people that explode, generally at uh, at people at yourselves? Do you have your explosive I moments?
3: Imagine you um, doing that. Oh.
1: Really, Melanie? You have your moments.
3: Well, I don't really have my moments, but sometimes I can be like pushed, because I don't say things for a long time. I put up with a lot, right? And then I really like. There have been a few times, not very often, but I really lose it.
1: And does it come with people you love or people that people strangers? People that I love. Yeah. People they that, that I love, They can take it, you know yeah. they, they'll they come back to you. Yeah, and
3: <laughs> it's usually after a long time of just being like, that's okay, all right, okay, right. I don't need to say, it. okay, and then I'm like, ah, this is impossible, <laughs> you know.
1: And you were saying before, you're pretty easygoing. You don't, it doesn't really...
4: I don't explode, I don't have it in me, I don't think, but I... I'm similar in the sense that I'll put up with things, for a bit, without saying anything. I've gotten a lot better at that. The older I've gotten, right? Um, have you? But yeah, I don't. I don't get angry. It's not an. It's not a thing. I have in me. I don't think. Have you ever told off? I or, get very emotional. I, yeah. I, when I get angry, it, like, it's almost crying at the same time. Like It's it's too much for my body to handle. Right, which ruins the emotion. moment. You're, you're trying
1: to be powerful and tell somebody off, and you're like,
4: a tear is streaming down. And, like, and your <laughs> lips quivering, because it's just too much. I like, can't handle it. Have you ever
1: had to tell off an interviewer, someone that, that overstepped their bounds, that asked an inappropriate question? Do you leave that to Team Wood, Team Elijah Wood, to kind of oh, no. drop the hammer?
4: God, there is no such thing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I would certainly, I would never call them that. Uh, I've heard what you say. Yeah. It's just Brianna that. in there. Um, I, I know no, not to cross her. I, I don't know if I've ever. Yeah, or I would just say I don't want to answer that. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know if yeah. I've ever had that thing, mm-hmm. really. So talk to me a little bit about. I think I've, I've talked
1: to you both multiple times. It was in very case. inappropriate. Sorry, you're so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> I am not good anymore. <laughs> So yeah. Sundance passed. I yeah. talked to you both multiple times at Sundance. I feel like over the years, mm-hmm. um,
3: but I've never done happy say so confused. I know you haven't.
1: No, I know she's That, that is going to change today.
3: Nope. Oh, is it? Have you
1: felt left out?
3: Yeah. Oh, Melanie. Because I see your Instagram and I see all the all the stars. I understand that I'm not very famous. That's
1: come on. Oh my God. This is this pity party has to stop right now because. We revere you, both Elijah and I. Right. And I just haven't had a, we haven't talked in a few years, to be fair. It has
3: been a while. Yeah. It has been a while. And
1: I've only been doing the photo series in a a while. So I hope you've been prepping because I want to see you bring your A-game today after the interview. Okay, I'm going to do it. Do you have a, um, has Sundance changed? I mean, this is kind of the question I feel like we ask every year, kind of the evolution of Sundance over the years. I've been coming for, it's my 11th. So I've definitely, I've definitely seen some, some trends come and go. Does it feel familiar to you at this point or different or what? Are you speaking to the
4: films that are that are You can take it whatever, whatever or, way you
1: want. I mean, like whether it's well, I mean, like the it swag or the
4: films or the. It's whatever. certainly gotten bigger, and yeah. there are kind of more swag houses, although that seems to have diminished a little bit, I feel actually. like it hit it, peak like it, it five re- or six years yeah, ago, right? Yeah, it reached a crazy peak, and now yeah. it seems kind of a lot smaller, which is great, because I can't stand that stuff. Yeah, And it just takes away from the reason we're all here. We're here to celebrate other artists and films. The thing that I think has changed in regards to the programming, though, is there's a, I don't know, there's more diversity in, in the the sections. You know, things that, I'm noticing this definitely with genre films. Yes. Genre films used to typically be relegated to Midnight no, Only, yeah, yeah. and now they're bleeding into the other categories, which I think is wonderful. There's just, you kind of can't peg things as much as you used to, and right. I love that. I love that things are kind of, it's a little bit more equal opportunity and people are being exposed to films that they may not have otherwise. And I think that's really exciting.
1: It also feels like, and this is this is gonna debut on Netflix right in February, which is very cool. I'm glad I got to see it on the big screen. Um, So are we, right? Uh, And I mean, what are you? I mean, how do you feel about this kind of like evolving um, question for actors and filmmakers and film lovers alike? Where like you know most people, you're gonna look, you're gonna get way more people seeing this, frankly, thanks to a platform like Netflix. Is there any kind of sentiment towards? the big screen experience and that this film won't necessarily probably get as much if any at all uh, exposure that way or are you kind of cool with kind of making that bargain in exchange for people seeing the the work that you're proud of?
3: Well, I I do love that we got to have this festival experience and and the experience of seeing it on a big screen but the reality is with a small movie it doesn't show in very many places and it doesn't show for very long. Right. So the majority of people who are going to see it are going to see it on some kind of Streaming platform anyway, right. and so I think to have it positioned as best as possible and put out by Netflix and just released, you know, at the same time to millions and millions of people, it's really giving the film the best chance to succeed i'm so excited
1: yeah yeah i, I would say also that this uh, and i mean this as a compliment this this kind of fits into my category of at least slightly or or mostly fucked up filmmaking like it's a little fucked up in a great way it is right and i know it you is. have an appetite for that that's like your your jam absolutely Elijah. love it yeah um i don't know about whether like is this is this necessarily fit into are you a fan of the the fucked up film genre will you love no, green?
3: me i did love yeah, green room. room i love blue Ruin. Yeah, I love I love a lot of different kinds of movies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Well, as mm-hmm. I said, um, this is just a tease of what's to come.
4: An important thing to note, too, yeah. about the Netflix thing, uh, you know, there's obviously our perspective on it, but for Macon, like, that, the movie that we made with him that he wanted to make would not have happened had it not been for Netflix. Yeah, yeah. totally. The creative That's,
3: control was incredible. Yeah. I mean, I've been on tiny budget movies where the financiers have They're tried to come, it. you know... Yeah. And yeah.
1: And how do we feel about the title? The title is, is a, it's a mouthful. I love the title. Do you? <laughs> it was I love it. This title from the get-go. Mm,
4: well, it initially was.
1: Yeah,
3: it was the first thing that was discussed. I love it. I'm yeah. super into it. There were titles
4: while we were making the film. It was called the Untitled Macon Blair Film. Right. He had written the title and had thought of the title while he was writing the script because right. it's based on the song. Yeah. Um. But he thought, oh, no, no one's ever going to let me have this super long title. right? And so there was a long, long discussion back and forth between all the producers. And there's a huge, like, grab bag of different options that never really resonated. And it kind of came back to, I, I had not heard I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore until we were, like, midway through production. And I heard that and I was like, wait, that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's It's how she feels. It's... It's about Ruth and her existential, emotional experience. Totally. That's how the movie begins and how it ends. And it's how we we see the movie through her eyes. Like, it has to be that. And it also says so many other things. It's... And I love that it's fucking long. <laughs> it's, it's unique,
1: like uh, everything about the film, absolutely. Yeah. Um, everybody should check it out in February on Netflix. I don't feel at home in this world uh, anymore. Uh, <laughs> 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 dot, 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 That's anymore. The <laughs> um, congratulations on the, fi- on the film, guys. It's a Thank great piece of work. Thank you so much. It's good Yay. to see you both. You ready for Happy, Sad, Confused? Are you ready for yes. this? Yes! Okay, we're doing it. <laughs> and so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to
3: do this by Josh. (laughs) This episode of Happy, Sad, Confused was produced by Michael Catano, James T. Green, Mukta Mohan, and Kasia Mihailovich for the MTV Podcast Network, with additional engineering by Little Everywhere. You can subscribe to this and all of our other shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you find your favorite podcasts.